And it works on any fear or any abuse. If someone was abused by um, an authority figure and it's that is haunting them uh, because it was a truth to them, they can remove that haunting feeling of being abused uh, when they were little or anything like that, or ill feelings. If you have ill feelings about yourself and how this happens is when a child is is young and the parent tells them they're stupid, they're ignorant, they're fat, they're unintelligent, they're not smart. All those haunting um, verbal commands by a parent or authority figure um, that is haunting a person can be removed immediately. So no one should have any ill thoughts. You have to bring the fear to the surface or else it won't work. To achieve that happiness, success, and prosperity in life, we've got to be aligned and in tune with our body, mind, and spirit. Though, in our actual world, we're conditioned that everything must be external rather than internal to achieve those. In this episode, with our next guest, he'll share his journey with the Golden Ones, the teachings, our purpose in living on this planet Earth, technique for removing fears instantly, and more. Be open allow yourself a different perspective and listen or watch with no judgment. Let's be curious. Enjoy. Welcome back to our show, Empower Your Life. I'm your host, Cindy Marie. Our next guest is a student of Golden Ones. The Golden Ones are the co-creators of God's and um, Earth's spiritual training school administrators. He himself experienced the appearance of the Golden Ones during his uh, meditation session at his place. Now, you might be wondering, what are these golden ones? Luckily that we have our next guest to bring us the journey of understanding all about these golden ones and the other teachings that he has with none other than our next guest, Tim Doyle. Hi, Tim. Hi, Cindy. Thank you very much. Very nice introduction. Uh, the golden ones, uh, I... I started my meditation back um, when I was 21, and I started to have some very unique experiences during my meditation. Mm-hmm. Well, during one meditation, my mind, my mind's eye lit up like a television set, and this golden light being appeared to me. Uh-huh. Uh, it was back in 1983, and he presented me with a necklace that floated between him and me and it's in my mind's eye. And he put it around my neck and there was a tingling sensation in my body. It was 1983. Mm -hmm. Then I'm in New Zealand in 2012, Southern New Zealand. And I'm in meditation and a group of spiritual beings uh, joined me. I didn't see them like I saw the original one. The original one I saw him in his golden garbs, his, his, the sashes around his waist, his, his, he was just a beautiful radiating gold being. This was just a group of beings I saw in my mind's eye, like uh, you would visualize something like eating an apple, you'd have that vision in your mind. So um, they walked in and I said, who are you? And they says, we come to join you. I says, oh, okay. So that was in, I believe it was October of 2012. Well, in February, January of 2013, just three months mm-hmm. later, I was back in my home in upstate New York, and I mm-hmm. do Kundalini yoga in the morning. And I was in my, I was doing my asana, and uh, I always talk to my teachers. Uh, <laughs> this may sound funny, but they have always talked to me. Um, in the first occasion, they talked to me. I remember when I was about 12 years old. I was scared of the dark. I thought there was a boogeyman under my bed or there was somebody in my closet. Uh, And I get this thought, change your thoughts and you'll change your reality. Think of something fun. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, that's pretty good. So I started thinking about a roller coaster and being at like a circus atmosphere Uh and I went to sleep. So I've always kind of like had this conversation with my, I call them my my loved ones or my teachers. 
So in, during my asana in February of 2013, um, they told me some things. And I, I would joke with them saying, sure, all right, I, I'll believe it when it happens. And about two days later, uh, they wake me up at 2.30 in the morning. I get up at 3.30 to do my asana. They woke me up at 2.30. They said, go to the computer and whatever you hear, just type it. So I went to my computer and uh, I started typing whatever I heard in my mind, I started typing. And I got to the end, I read it. And uh, I says, well, I can't sign my name to this. How should I sign it? They said, sign it the golden ones. I said, okay. And so that's the first time I was introduced to the, these teachers as the golden ones in mm -hmm. February of 2013. So what happened is every day after that for the next month, they would wake me up at 2.30. I would go to my computer and they would channels, something else uh, for me to write. But whatever they told me, Cindy, I would have to experience it for that day. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's like I had to uh, authenticate uh, what they were saying. I had to prove that what they were telling me, I had to experience it so I could say, well, this is true. This, this, this is actually true. So anything that is written on the website that is that is written, there's many, many um, videos and there's many teachings. Everything comes from the golden ones and it's what they channeled and what I have experienced or what I have been taught in all the classes I have taken um, since, uh, <laughs> since they, I say classes I have taken, they have guided me to do all these experiences. And I thought that maybe I was, that's something, well, I did want to do it. But I guess I can see now where I was guided to, to have that expertise to mm -hmm. like um, just to have like um, these a benchmark of who I am and what I did and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, yeah, I must explain something. I got uh, coronavirus maybe about a month ago. And one of the side effects of the coronavirus is my memory. There's certain things I cannot remember. And mm -hmm. it, it's like words, I have trouble with certain words, I have to think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, like the word authenticity, that's, that's the word I was thinking about, authenticity. And for some reason I couldn't spit it out the first time. And I just mm -hmm. wanna say that there are words, if I stumble through words through this, it's just because I don't use them too often in my memory. And, it's, and I spoke to other people, I'm in China. I spoke to other people in China and, I, and my son in the uh, United States uh, suffered from the same thing during the coronavirus where they lost their memory. They couldn't remember things. And it's just a side effect of the coronavirus. So if anyone's experiencing the coronavirus, uh, uh, supposedly it doesn't last. It may last maybe for a couple of months, but I, I, I can tell my memory's coming back little by little. There's other mm -hmm. things that my body went through too, but um, that hasn't come back. <laughs> but my memory is coming back too. Uh, so I apologize if I stumble through words. Uh, but anything that is channeled through me, I have to authenticate that the truth of it is that it, it is the truth and I have to feel it's the truth and not just that, well, they told me this, so it must be true. No, I have to experience it. And I have to believe in what I am writing to be the truth coming from the golden ones. Uh, so with, with that journey, so thank you so much for sharing your journey in relate to the experience of your golden ones. And for those people who don't know golden ones, can you... <laughs> Let yeah, us know yeah, what are you, you what this. are you exactly referring to the golden ones um well, spiritually this, and logically. <laughs> okay. Um I had back in 2000, I didn't know uh if Earth was a prison or if we came here by choice or we were condemned to come to Earth. So in 2000, uh, 
I did went to Peru with the guidance of my teachers and I did the ayahuasca. I don't know if anybody knows what the ayahuasca is. Cindy, have you ever heard of the ayahuasca? No, so tell me please. <laughs> okay, you go to Peru and you work with the shamans. They're there for 10 days and they prepare a mixture. Uh, there's a ceremony, we did six ceremonies and you drink this mixture of plant medicine. Um, and I was guided to go there by my teachers. I didn't know I was drinking. I was surprised when I got there and they, when I found out I had to drink something. And <laughs> this, this, this mixture tastes like dirty oil. And they give you maybe about, oh, it looked like maybe about three to four ounces of this. And you go up one by one in front of the shamans. And it's a ceremony. It's a very special spiritual ceremony. And you drink this, God forbid, an awful tasting drink. And you go back and sit down. And 20 minutes later, you sort of, in your mind, you just spiral uh, to another place. And you forget that you're in Peru and you're experiencing something. And so the ceremonies last for about six hours. We start at nine o'clock at night. It lasts for about six hours. And the first half of the ceremony is to go through and cleanse your, your, your body, your light body and past experiences and to clean your, your mental and I won't say light body out, uh, I'll leave that for later, but just to clear your consciousness out of things that has happened in the past that needed to be corrected. Mm. And then after three hours, if you had any questions, spiritual questions in your mind, um, a vision will come just like the vision of the golden ones when they came to me, um, a vision comes into your mind and what they showed me is I'm sitting in a throne like a king. I mm -hmm. have a scepter in my left hand and I have a power stick in my right hand resting on my lap. I'm dressed in golden robes. I've got a crown on my head. And then in front of me, I'm in the universe. Uh, like millions of stars are in front of me. And then the hand of God comes across the screen and it points to a little bitty star down in the right-hand corner of my vision, and it says choice. So it was telling me that I came here to Earth. Um, I earned the right to come here to Earth. Uh, and that's all I know is coming to Earth was a choice. So mm -hmm. then my golden ones taught me that Earth is a spiritual training school. The golden ones are co-creator gods. Every soul coming to earth is training to become a co-creator god. They come here because they achieve the highest possible achievement from their solar planet, from their star system, wherever it is in the Milky Way, mm -hmm. that they are chosen to come to earth um, they have to be approved by the Galactic Council. You just don't come here. You have to be approved. You have to be recommended and approved to come to Earth and train to be a co-creator God and service to serve God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and body out of love for the oneness of creation. So then this started to make sense to me. It resonated and it went back to my vision back in uh, doing the ayahuasca that kind of confirmed that uh, I must have had some sort of a status to come to Earth. And so um, I sometimes lose track. And so they are the co-creator gods. And what they teach me is um, how a soul to help souls on their spiritual path. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, they taught me about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind things to heal the body, how to remove fears off of uh, your light body. You have a light body, how to, how to manifest, how to, how to make sure that your manifestations come in to become a reality and so forth, and mm -hmm. the ingredients for our manifestations. So all these things they have taught me, among other things, like um, things I've experienced, uh, like 
There's no such thing as ghosts or trapped souls. There are souls here that are trapped. What happens is we have free will when we come here. And this, this is very important right here, Cindy. When we come here, this is a training school. Mm. And we have free will. We're here and we can experience anything in this school because the purpose of the school is to learn wisdom. And you mm. learn wisdom by trial and error. So if mm -hmm. you're doing something and it doesn't work out, you, you know, it, it's not wrong or anything like that. Uh, there's no such thing as sin. Uh, you have karma and the karma is created when you do something against another. It's the only mm -hmm. time you create karma is when you offend another person. So keep that in mind because we're all brothers and sisters in life. We're all brothers and sisters and it's a oneness of creation. All yes. the star systems out there, all the entities and other star systems and, and solar systems, we're all oneness. And what happens is we are trading. I don't know if most people know this. There are, in our Milky Way galaxy, there's hundreds of billions of stars, and each star is a solar system. Now, the Milky Way galaxy is just one of hundreds of thousands of galaxies. So what's out there is trillions, trillions and trillions of solar systems out there. And what they need is they need co-creator gods to govern those planets. And so mm -hmm. Souls come here to learn how to become a co-creator so they can go forth and assist in other planetary systems and become governing forces like the co-creator gods came here and they're governing Earth, that the souls here, once they uh, ascend, they will go to another star system and be the governing force there. So mm -hmm. everybody here is training to become a co-creator God. But see, what happens is when you come here, you forget everything you have achieved in the past. And so there's three stages of, of I'll say, training. There's uh, the ego stage where when the soul comes here, they, they have no reference. They don't know what's right, what's wrong. They only know they need to survive. So they may steal, they may rob, they may uh, take advantage of other people. They may abuse other people. They may rape. They're, they may be greedy. They just need power. They want power. So this explains if we, we look at our earth here and our political and banking system, we, can say, we, we know there's corruption in our government. We know there's corruption in the banking system. But these are just souls that are new souls to the planet, <laughs> new souls to the planet that are in power, but eventually um, they will be removed because we're in the golden age now. It started on 21 December, or actually 22 December uh, 2012. We moved into the, uh, the fifth dimension and it started the, the golden age where souls no longer have to die if you think you're going to die, that is, that's your belief system. You don't have to die. Um, if you live life out of love and your thoughts are pure and you want to help others and you've overcome the ego, you've, you've moved past the, the uh, I call it the egoic stage of soul development. And then there's, you've got the spiritual man stage of uh, soul development. And you're moving into the co-creative God of, uh, of um, stage of environment where your, your consciousness is always filled with love and, and cooperation and compassion for others and so forth. Then there's no need to die. You die because you might have to change genders or you, you may not have achieved something in your life. Maybe you're, you're missing something. Then you have to go back to school, die, and come back under new parents and learn something. So, of course, there's reincarnation um, mm -hmm. and so forth. But we now do not have to die. And, and I say this because 30 years ago, 
my teachers told me, you'll never die. And I, at the time I kind of laughed at them because this is when I, I was, was just barely meditating and I was outside looking at, at the sky and the tree and I was looking at uh, uh, how, how the changes in nature was taken. And they said, you'll never die. And I kind of laughed at that time thinking everybody dies. But now through the years with, with what I have experienced and my teachers coming in and channeling their teachings to me and so forth, um, I see it as a real reality uh, that you don't have to die. Um, and I shared some information with you about keeping your body healthy and cleaning your light body and uh, protecting yourself from negative energy and so forth. So, so the golden ones are co-creator gods preparing us for our ascensions. And um, we have to learn, we have to learn to work together out of love and always keep, keep loving thoughts towards everyone, no matter what they have done to you, always be loving and go to forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is the key to um, for longevity. And we can talk yeah. about that later if you want. But yeah, forgiveness is very important because we've all done things in the early stages of our, of our spiritual development. We've all went through the ego stage where we were selfish and greedy and we wanted power. We abused people. And then in the spiritual stage, we, we might have been a little bit nicer, but we still did some things that were not correct. We might have stole some money or we might have um, cheated on someone and we've done that. But now that we're in the co-creator stage of soul development, every thought, word, and deed we have to come into the realization that we have to be godlike in every moment. And when we're godlike in every moment, then we're just working towards our ascension and um, helping other people to become who they need to become. Yeah. The spiritual training school. That's okay. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that because that's actually just nice and perfect for the next question that I'm about to ask you. Um, because you are already been doing these teachings, including the uh, the path to oneness. And in reality, right, there are people who don't believe with such things as what we are discussing. And there are people who truly believe obviously like me this is why I am interviewing you because we resonate and you've been doing these teachings so my curious my curiosity is that I know that there are some people out there due to uh desperation sorry to say that but because they have they have tried all the technical stuff all the practices that meant for brain meant for mind that they believe will work. But then I believe you have experienced this with your uh, clients, if that's how you call it, or uh, students, they reach out to you. I have tried everything. And some reason, I don't get the sense of purpose in life. So I want you to tackle what exactly teachings that you are sharing to your students who reach out to you to have that moment of embracing the one, uh, the path to oneness and the golden ones in their lives? Good question. See, this is a, Earth is a spiritual training school. Yeah. So the purposes here is everyone is in training to become a co-creator God. So yeah. what's a God? What's a God? What does, uh, does, does God um, hate? Does God have ill feelings towards another? Does God um, not forgive? Does, think about the things of what God does. And that's what a person has to do in this spiritual training school. So what, see, when God created man, he created them as male and female. Now, you usually, usually, and I know 90% uh, of the time, a female 
is their feelings. They operate out of their feelings. What they feel is right. A male uses logic. What he believes is right. So what happens is in a relationship, a, a man and a woman have to work together to compromise on her feelings and his logic. Now, I will tell you that in the spiritual training school, the goddess, every woman is a goddess, whether mm -hmm. she doesn't believe that or not. But if the female embraces that she is a goddess, that the power of a goddess will come to her through universal mind because she believes she's a goddess. Now, there's certain things a goddess does and there's certain things a God does. A God always supports the goddess. Hmm. That's number one. The God always pleases the goddess. And, and physically, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and, and I won't say sexually because that's spiritual. He always pleases her to make sure she feels happy in every moment and when the goddess is happy she'll make the god happy she'll please the god that's not taught in the world that goes back this this was the way life was eleven thousand years ago before there was a natural disaster on the planet and the golden ones left then because the vibration of the earth was uh, too low for the golden ones to stay and that's why they didn't come back until 21 December 2012, right when Earth moved from a third dimension reality to a fifth dimension reality. So then the vibration of the Earth was strong enough where the golden ones could um, return to Earth and continue their teachings. But a goddess needs to embrace who it is she is. And when she and there's rules for a goddess. A goddess never... All a goddess has to do, if she wants something, all she has to do is ask. That's all she has to ask. She either asks her male partner, her husband, her boyfriend. If she doesn't have one, she'll ask her guardian angel. Now, guardian angels and teachers cannot help you because we have free will. And so they cannot interfere with your free will until you ask them. So you need to ask your guardian angel if you want something, and you have to ask your teachers if you want something. If you have a dream, or if you have a desire, you don't go chase, a goddess never chases energy. A goddess never chases energy. She lets the energy come to her. Very important for a, a female goddess to understand it. She doesn't have to be, she just has to be who she is, and everything will come to her instead mm -hmm. of chasing it. I don't know if you understand that or not, Cindy, okay? And if I you do. need clarifications on that, we can talk about that. But mm -hmm. that's what a goddess has to do. Um, if she was looking for a man in her life, all she has to do is at bed at nighttime before she goes to sleep, just ask her guardian angels and her teachers to bring the man in her life that is the best God that she could ever find. And she, mm -hmm. that God will come to her. She doesn't have to go chasing after it. Now, a God, all he has to do is please the goddess. This is number one priority. By pleasing her, everything will come in alignment with his life by pleasing his goddess. Things just happen. Universal mind will support the, the desires and the manifestations and dreams that the God has because the God is attempting to please his goddess. So his dreams and manifestations will come into a reality because he's working in alignment that knowing he's a God and he deserves as a God, God, I deserve the best in my life. I tell the God, I always get what I ask for. If I want something, I just tell my teachers, this is what I want. I always get what I want. I may not get it in a moment or two moments, but maybe in a day or two, I get what I want. Mm. So a God, a God worked towards 
if he's supporting a goddess, he has to align his energy um, for the welfare of his goddess. And universal mind will support him. I say universal mind will support him. Let me explain how a, how a creation takes place. Mm-hmm. So you have to, first of all, you have to have an intention. You have yes. to say, I, I want a car. And then you have to have it. Why do you want it? You want it because it's going to make you attend your work. And then you have to put an energy into it. And then you have to, you put a feeling into it. You can feel yourself driving a new car. Now, if you know what's going to happen and you're just waiting for it to happen, you what you do is you send that in your conscious mind, you create it. You send this energy to your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind works with universal mind to synchronize the manifestation of your dreams or your desires. Now, if there is any doubt in your mind that this manifestation or your dream is not going to materialize, universal mind will say, well, she's a goddess in training and she doesn't believe she's going to get what she needs. It won't come to you. You cannot have any doubt that you're going to receive what it is you desire. If there's any doubt or if there's any disbelief, it won't materialize. And if it doesn't materialize, yes, go ahead. Yeah, let me cut you first before you proceed, because I think it's very important to share to people when we are manifesting a desire or dreams or goal. I want to share this, that it's important that you're not only wishing without doing something. So we have to create, I don't know if when you said about energy, that meant for do the work, because uh, uh, there are a lot of people that uh, believing, wishing, desiring, and just sitting to have a car, I don't think that will happen. Will it be Are happening? Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, I, I want to, cha- I, to, I want to well, challenge you on that because in, in my actual life journey is that I've been doing everything what I can to make sure that I am aligning to my desire because, because if we, we can pray, right? I believe in praying. I believe in manifestation, but I help me to understand deeper that at this point I cannot say that I'm agreeing that we are not we are just sitting here wishing for a car to appear wishing to for a car to happen uh, without doing the work so okay let me give you an example yeah um back in 2005 um it was a beautiful home my wife and I, my wife wanted. And mm. it was extremely expensive. And uh, we went to the house. And in my mind, I thought, mm, do I want it or not? And she wanted it really bad. And because she wanted it really bad, I got the feeling that I will get it for her. I made the commitment. I committed my energy to please her, okay? So when I committed my energy to please her, I had to go through the ropes. I had to uh, fill out the paperwork. The, the important thing was the bank loan, right? Because the house was over a million dollars. So in my salary, my salary probably, I could have justified it, right? Because I was living in a home, I could have sold and stuff and stuff. So we went through a broker and he says, I can't get anybody to loan you that money. I says, okay. I says, I'll go someplace else. So I went to two other sources because I was determined. I knew I was, I, I knew I was gonna get the house. I didn't know how I was gonna get it, but I knew I was gonna get the house for my wife. And if this guy could not get it for me, I will find someone else to work with me to do it. I eventually found the right person, went to the right bank, had no problem. The loan was approved and we got the house. But I know what you're saying. There's work that has to be done. 
Um, now, with a goddess, I did the work, okay? I made the commitment to get the house for my wife. She mm -hmm. didn't have to do anything. All she had to do was support me if I said, uh, so-and-so, listen, here's where we are. I'm having difficulties here. What do you think? And she'll say, well, how about doing this? I said, okay, let me try that. So mm -hmm. I used her energy and her support to guide me through what I needed to do to secure what it was I wanted to do for her. All right? Mm -hmm. So I would say for the ladies out there, if they're in a committed relationship and she wants something, they have to be reasonable now, all right? Um, my wife at the time, she was pretty, she was reasonable. If I told her, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, this is way out of our league. She would have said, oh, okay, that's okay. So you have to be reasonable in, mm -hmm. in what you, uh, you know, you want to manifest and, and what you want to manifest and dream and create. And there's got to be discernment. You have to use discernment and a reality check. Yeah. So the, I hear what you're saying, Cindy, and that's true, huh? Um, you have to you have to do the work. But if you have a partner, then, and if I was a female and I had a partner, I would put tell him what I want. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I would help him achieve what it is I wanted. And, it, and yeah, I'm not saying this not to cause any rifts in any relationships or anything, but the purpose of a male is to support his, the male God is to please his goddess. That, that, that is, that's the, one of the major rules here. And it's not being done. And I can you tell you it's not being done. And the female energy is being misused uh, throughout the planet only because the female hasn't stepped up to claim her power. Mm. It used to be like that before. Before, about 12,000 years ago, women used to govern the earth. They had their own territories. They govern out of love for their people. They, they were in peace with each territory because it was for the benefit of their people to be in peace and they worked together out of, um, out of love. And there's, I don't know if there's any female political leaders out there right now in front of a country, in a country that is doing that for her people. I don't know, I don't know. I can't think of any offhand, and I, I don't know all the female uh, world leaders, but um, I don't know. I know in the United States, there's a couple of, gov of people that are governors who are trying to be governors that do it for their people. Uh, and that's only because they do it out of love. They do it out of mm -hmm. love for the people. And that's what makes you successful. And mm -hmm. because they do it from their feelings. Now your feelings, you know your feelings are in your, your feelings are in your third chakra. Your third chakra is your solar plexus. It's, it's um, right below the navel, below the navel, around the navel area. And so that's where your feelings come from. So you have to feel when you want something, you can't use your mind. You've got to use your feelings to feel, is this what I want? Is this what I want? And then you go into discernment and a reality check. I want this, is, is it capable and so forth? So you, a, a female goddess uses her feelings to feel what the right thing to do is. So mm -hmm. I'm a, sure you make a... many right decisions, don't you, Cindy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just want to, to mention again how important we are talking about the, the relationship. And even so, for, for individual that... Uh, First thing for relationship, main uh, work or job for female or goddess is to please them. And so for them, for men to work things out for you as the female or the goddess is to support them. And uh, 
I mean, I'm in the, uh, I have my husband. So for, for a couple or in a relationship out there, what, what Tim is trying to say is that, you know, as what he said, don't just ask for the sake of asking because of <laughs> all of your um, uh, interests or all of your, I don't know what you call like following your, your expensive stuff, but what we are trying to say here is that when you're manifesting something that you truly desire that beyond external stuff, the best thing that we can do as God is, is to support them, support them in a sense that with love and light that, uh, you know, oh, let me see if I can help you. Let me know what else I can help you to get there. Because what we are, ha what's happening right now in the relationship is more of to, oh, you don't understand me. Oh, you're so busy. But we're not really understanding that that man, man of yours actually doing something for you, but you don't communicate in a, in a, in a place with love and, and light and understanding, because this is what over time, you know, just to share with you, my relationship with my husband in the beginning, we're always clashing because we are totally different human beings i'm a very um independent that's how i came from you know i built my own and so coming having this person with me that ready to support me it's just like a new thing for me it's a foreign thing so it's kind of shock but then over time i realized hey there's something good about that and for us to really work on our relationship is to support one another and uh I, I see what you're saying that every man or gods out there really want to make the goddess or goddesses to feel empowered and to support. And as this is just truly my experience is to give them the power of being a man, that they will do the thing and at the same time, give them the love uh, because by the end of the day, we all deserve the love. And when we truly give that, you know, it's just, just so light. It's so, it's so full of love that it feels that we can do it together. The oneness. <laughs> it's so interesting. The oneness. And uh, with that kind of communication or relationship between God and goddess in our real world, it's very important to have a communication in a more deep, honest and, and openness because without that, we feel and I, I think you would agree that you we will feel the disconnection we will feel the 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 differences whereby if we always meet in the middle with love and compassion we will feel oneness and uh for individual it's the same you you manifest the person who you want to attract with and um I love it. I love it. Uh, I think we've been talking about the love, forgiveness, and the oneness. And speaking of this uh, next question that I have for you, with the distractions that we have outside, one's kind of feeling overwhelmed, right? Because you want to pursue something, but you have a desire inside, but you just don't know how to share that to people because of that fear fear of everything else we can we can talk about the list of what fear you have but my question to you now is how to remove fears immediately from our subconscious uh, mind and light and body very good very good question and very easy to do um <laughs> fear Fear is like taking a bad picture on your camera. You know, when you take a photo on your camera and it's a bad photo, you can go in and delete it immediately. True? True. <laughs> True, right. So fear is the same thing when a fear gets into your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. uh, you captured something, you captured a fear and it's in your subconscious mind. And so all you do is go in and take it off. Now, I'll tell you how the fear gets there in the first place. Your conscious mind, you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The, the responsibility of the conscious mind is to verify everything that goes into the subconscious mind. Right? Mm -hmm. 
So the subconscious mind just stores information. It stores everything it believes to be the truth because the conscious mind put it into the subconscious mind. So how does the fear get into your subconscious mind? So Cindy, let's say for an example, you go for swimming lessons, all right? Mm -hmm. And in, when you first start going into swimming lessons, you accidentally go in the deep end first and you almost drown, someone saves you. So that experience seemed very true to you that you are afraid of water. So now what you have done is you've taken that truth that Cindy believes that she fears water. So that fear goes into your subconscious mind as a fear of water. You can use it as a fear of snakes, height, anything that you yeah. have a bad experience and that is now in your subconscious mind and you live for that fear. Maybe you, when you were eight years old, this happened. And now a couple of years later, you still have this fear. So it's very simple to do. Do you have a fear you want to go through and remove a fear right now? You just, you just, you just mentioned it, the water. I mean, okay. <laughs> I can for for me, for as long as I have the uh, safety vest for swimming in a deeper ocean, something like that, I have no fear. But if just my body and myself, oof, my fear is just all over my body. So yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> I am okay. happy to overcome and to remove that. <laughs> I see. This is how my teachers work. I could have okay. picked any fear but they know that you would identify with a fear of water, all right? So they guided me to use that example, all right? Nice. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know it was yours, all right? So here's what we do. So the fears in your subconscious mind, and we have many fears there, many fears, and they're all just running around loose. So we have to bring the fear to our conscious mind to remove it. We can't just say, okay, I want to remove the fear of, um, of water. No, because uh, that's, that's just it's too loose. We have to feel the fear. So okay. what you put your left hand above your navel on your solar plex. Can you do it right now? So we need to remove this fear of water from you, right? Okay. So the fears in your subconscious which is your solar plexus, the third chakra. So put your right hand, left hand above your navel. Here. Down here, left hand above the navel, all right? Your right hand on your heart. So you can see it, okay, here. Okay, okay. Right hand on the heart, right hand, okay. Now, Cindy, you have to, feel the fear you out of all the fears in your subconscious you have to bring this fear to the surface of your conscious mind so yeah, you have to activate it huh no i'm closing my eyes so i can imagine it that's okay all right go on repeat after me okay this this feeling is not mine this feeling is not mine this feeling does not belong to me. This feeling does not belong to me. I release this feeling in love. I release this fear in love with love. Now and forever. Now and forever. Amen. Amen. Cindy, try and find that fear. <laughs> okay. I'm going to share with you. Okay. Everyone. No, no, no. I'm going to okay. share with you. <laughs> I'm going to share with you what I have okay. experienced. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Because it may sound crazy to other people, but I don't care. <laughs> what I have imagined when I search for that fear of water, you know what I have, what I'm seeing is that I am swimming in a happy face. That's why I'm I'm laughing. <laughs> so so I guess 
my, my how do you call it? It's very in tune. I think you can say that. When I surrender myself for you to say with me those, those phrases and for me to embrace that phrases and surrender and accept that, the possibilities and connect with that. Just trying to search the fear of water. And that's what I can see. Me swimming on the ocean, very happy. So I'm looking forward for that. So yeah, for everyone listening or watching right now, yes, it may sound crazy, but hey, this is my experience. Cindy, I teach this technique around the world to thousands of people, and it always works instantaneously. That there's no reason why anyone should fear anything. They can remove it just like that off their light body. That's simple. But the key is you have to bring the fear to the surface or else it won't work. You, you can't just say, well, uh, um, this fear, I release this fear out of love. What, what feeling? Uh, you got you to bring the feeling up and feel the fear. And it works on any fear or any abuse. If someone was abused by abused by um, an authority figure, and it's that is haunting them uh, because it was a truth to them, they can remove that haunting feeling of being abused uh, when they were little or anything like that, or ill feelings. If you have ill feelings about yourself. And how this happens is when a child is, is young and the parent tells them they're stupid, they're ignorant, they're fat, they're unintelligent, they're not smart, all those haunting uh, verbal commands by a parent or authority figure uh, that is haunting a person can be removed immediately. So no one should have any ill thoughts being projected on them by another. I love that, that you reiterate that you have to feel the fear. You have to. So that that uh, what you have mentioned, the phrases will be as powerful for, for, for people to remove that immediately. Love it, love it. So that's very, very valuable. And... Uh, I'm sure that a lot of people watching or listening right now will be so curious to experiment to themselves. But don't forget, feel the fear, <laughs> right? Now, on my website, on the homepage of my website, I, I did a video. It's a two-minute video doing just what you and I did right here. Um, and I spent... Um, just explaining how it works and what they have to do. So if they go in and watch the video, if they want to double check what it is, of course, it, um, they can do that too. A two minute video. Awesome. In fact, I think I, I think I sent the video to you too. Um, what I, 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 no, not sure. I received three links, but it's a different thing. But I know that, the first or the second time that we have a conversation, you have let me experience that as well before. So, but this time it's different, uh, different scenario or different uh, situation. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do, because I think that that's very, very valuable practice and uh, removing the fears immediately, what everyone loves to do instant. <laughs> so I'm going to put that link yeah, on my yeah. blog. <laughs> And on also on the podcast, so people can can experiment themselves and uh, remember if there's a resistance, that means, correct me if I'm wrong, that we don't experience the fear in re real time. Say that again, please. No, what I'm saying is that if there's a resistance, it means that we didn't put or um, feel the fear in real time, correct? Exactly, exactly. Moving to positive energy. And 
for most of people who don't know Tim Doyle, he's been practicing, he's been doing a lot of this uh, meditation, all of this uh, practices that will enlighten us, awaken our body and connect with our inner conscious. So I would love to, to ask you, Tim, apart from all of those things that you have been practicing, doing all of this chakras, meditation, um, in this busy day, it's in this busy world, full of distraction, where everyone loves to have, just like what we did, instant fear removal. <laughs> what What is your other tips or practices that maybe you can share with us that when you catch or caught yourself being so stressed in anxiety, in depression, do you have anything that practices perhaps that will help other people out there to get that uh, instant, not happiness, but like just to change that feeling from anxiety or depression or negative energy to something more helpful for them in this yes, busy day? Yes. Yeah. Um, we go back to uh, reiterating this is a spiritual training school. Mm -hmm. Every person is in, has a training plan. It's orchestrated by universal mind. There's mm -hmm. Cindy has a plan. Universal mind knows every thought, word, deed, and action you have committed in your entire life in this training school. Mm -hmm. So anything that happens to Cindy is for her own spiritual development so she can learn wisdom or it's for Cindy to repay a karmic debt. So if anything happens, if Cindy has a challenging situation, she has to stop and say, okay, what's my lesson here? And, what, and ask your teachers, okay, what am I supposed to learn here? What, what's my lesson? And it could be... Uh, <laughs> It could be just missing a, a, an interview, a live interview late on a Friday night and <laughs> uh, to see how you handle it, all right? So everything is orchestrated and for each person, each person based on their thoughts, words, and deeds, based on their spiritual soul development, the wisdom they have and the wisdom they need to learn for their ascension. And thrown in there is karma. And karma is thrown in there to repay something that, um, that needs to be repaid. I had a situation uh, a couple of years ago. I had someone, a dear friend, my best friend, come into my home and steal something very valuable out of my home. And I had to stop and think, wow, what's my lesson in this? And of course I was upset. I mean, it was like, ah, oh, the nerve of this person, but I had to go to forgiveness because nothing can happen to me unless I committed an act against another. What you do unto others will be done unto you. The law, universal law of cause and effect. If I cause you yes. harm, the universe will have someone cause me harm. So I understand that uh, I shouldn't have done that. That's how the universe trains us. So I had to go to forgiveness, not for that person. I, I had to forgive myself for what I did initially to cause that to happen to me. So mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, I have to forgive my friend. Yeah, of course I did, I forgive him. But I had to go back and say, wow, what did I do to cause that? Who did I steal from? Which we don't remember what we've done from a previous life. So we just go to forgiveness. And that's in the, that's in the I think that's in the Earth Father. Forgive them for their trespasses to say, uh, don't know what they trespass against me. Forgive me for my trespasses, for those who trespass against me. I trespass, so I need you ask for forgiveness for yourself. Because what we have in our body, uh, Cindy, and this is part of everlasting life and not need, needing to die. When we commit a transgression against another, 
that transgression is recorded in our, our body that creates a negative imprint at cellular level in our body that we have to release. And we release it out of love for others, compassion, or we release it in forgiveness when, we, when something happens to us and we go and we forgive ourselves because no one, um, it was, it goes back to the teachings of Jesus who sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. Mm -hmm. When you forgive another, your sins are forgiven. Who sins you shall retain, they are retained. Jesus taught when, when something happens to you, you forgive. Mm -hmm. If you can't forgive that person, then you cannot, you're not, your sins are not forgiven. So when you forgive another, your sins are forgiven. And if you can't forgive them, then your sins are not forgiven. So we always go to forgiveness to clear the negative imprint and cellular levels in our body so our body remains pure and healthy. I love it. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. The power of forgiving, <laughs> forgiving ourselves especially because most of us, especially in Asia, we tend to give away to other people first than forgiving ourselves. So thank you for reminding us about forgiveness, which I actually had a um, conversation with uh, one of the guests in Empower Your Life show. It's amazing how powerful it is to uh, love and, and compassion. So Tim, unfortunately, with this is the last at this point, our conversation, right? And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there found our conversation truly, truly valuable, especially for those people who feel lost, stuck, and having a lot of doubts in their lives that they're not able to pursue having the purpose of life that they're looking for. So my question is, where can the, us or everyone can find you and maybe to be your student in your teachings? Well, I have a website, uh, not, not my website. It's, it's, it's the website is called www.thepathtooneness.com. Mm -hmm. There's many videos on there. Every, uh, there's many products. There's three books. All the products are free. We don't charge for anything. We do do astrology charts that are the best astrology numerology reports in the world, extremely accurate. And we charge just a small fee because we manually do those. But all the products are free. I do free consultation. If someone wants to have a consultation with me, I do free consultations to assist. And uh, so the website is the most important thing, www.pathtooneness.com. And everything awesome. on there is all the teachings we talked about today, plus some are there for um, anyone interested in uh, to assist them on their spiritual path. Exactly. So thank you. Thank you so much, Tim. Before I let you go, I have one one simple question that you don't have to elaborate but just simple and precise answer in this busy life once again to find that path of meaning and purpose in life what will you give someone an advice who feel lost if they feel lost i would tell them sit down light a candle and ask their higher self to guide them in their thinking. Nice. See, it's like you can't help anyone unless they ask for your advice. And so your teachers cannot help you unless they ask for, unless the person asks for their advice. So I would light a candle, go into a silent place where they won't be disturbed and mm -hmm. ask their as the teachers to assist me. Wonderful, wonderful, I love that. So everyone out there who's watching or listening right now, it 
if you feel resonated with this conversation and you would like to find more about the services or programs or products that Tim Doyle's providing on her, his website, go check um, the path oneness, right? Dot com. Yes. The path to oneness.com. All right. All and one word. All, all one word. word. Yes, yeah. and I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna put that as well on my blog and on the podcast as well, and uh, yeah, so let us know what you think of this conversation or in this episode, and I will be very happy if you find this conversation very valuable, and if you would love once again to see Tim Doyle in our episode here in Empower Your Life, feel free to comment, and I will definitely bring Tim once again in our conversation into a different topic. So, Tim. Thank you so much for sharing your positivity, your great light and love in this episode. Really, really grateful and feeling privileged for experiencing what we have discussed today. Cindy, thank you very much for inviting the Golden Ones and myself into your your podcast. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy that interview and I hope that you find it inspiring and motivating. Remember, stay optimistic and take action slowly but surely for your big dreams. Thank you once again and I'll see you on the next episode here at Empower Your Life.